Frequency Matters, the RF and Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my guest co-host, Tom Cole, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Integra Technologies. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, Pat. In this episode, we're going to take a look at our March test and measurement issue. The cover feature is mobile network testing of 5G, FR1, and FR2 networks, challenges and solutions, and it's written by Rodian Schwartz. They go about a new approach using a passive scanner, and it addresses the typical challenges of finding carrier frequencies using SSBs and network synchronization. Tom, what caught your eye in this issue? You know, Pat, as I as I read through it, especially uh, from a, a recovering engineer perspective, there were a couple of, of articles that really caught my eye. Uh, the first one was the key sensor capabilities for precision timing in 5G TDD networks. And that was from Wireless Telecom Group. And the other I thought was notable was the faster EMC compliance testing with accelerated time domain scan that was done by Keysight. Again, these are, are two really well-written articles from a practical standpoint, which I always appreciate to be able to, uh, to break down to that level. So highly recommend both. And so for products, we had features on PCIe digitizer cards from Spectrum Instrumentation, noise sources from Aravant, and real-time spectrum analyzer for field testing from Exfo. And then for tech briefs, we had 28 gigahertz up and down converters from Tamagawa Electronics and 10 megahertz OCXOs from Morion. So a lot on the product side. This week, we had two special guests join us from Anoki Wave to talk about the latest developments in the millimeter wave market. I talked with Abhishek Kapoor, Vice President of Sales, and Pete Moosebrugger, Vice President of Advanced Antenna Technology. So let's take a look at a clip from that interview now. You mentioned the Gen 4 family. Can you tell us anything more about that? You know, what is unique about them compared to other things on the market? Sure, Pat. So we are very excited to announce the release of our Gen 4 family. So we announced that last month and uh, we are starting with the first set of ICs in 24 to 30 gigahertz. Uh, but this, this new generation actually builds on the three generations of ICs that Anokiwave has already delivered and uh, is being used in the market as the trusted uh, silicon IC for millimeter wave 5G solutions. What Gen 4 does is pretty revolutionary. And there are four major improvements at a high level that we offer in, in these parts. Number one, these ICs offer a unique combination of industry's highest uh, power efficiency and linear power. So there are a lot of ICs that are, offer good DC pi efficiency. There are uh, ICs that offer good high linear power. But what is unique truly about these ICs is the combination of highest linear power and DC power efficiency that we are able to bring to the market, which essentially translates to fewer number of ICs, smaller radios, uh, lower cost radios. So it was great to catch up with the folks from Anoki Wave who are now releasing their fourth generation of millimeter wave products. For the full interview, you can go to videos.microwavejournal.com. Turning to the news, Keysight Technologies has been granted the first FCC Spectrum Horizons experimental license for developing 6G technology in the sub-terahertz frequency bands, and these are between 95 gigahertz and 3 terahertz. These frequencies could realize high data throughput speeds of 100 gigabits per second all the way up to a terabit per second, and they also could realize really ultra-low latencies across short distances. We also saw Under announce that they're going to be the first company to mass produce a fully automotive qualified 4D digital imaging radar on chip 
making it possible for next generation advanced driver assistance systems, autonomous vehicles, and automated mobility applications. It will debut on the Fisker Ocean SUV this fall. Digital radar of this type provides 16 times better resolution, 24 times more power on target, and 30 times better contrast than today's analog units. So it's a huge step forward in that technology. So Tom, what did you see on the aerospace and defense side for news? So Pat, a couple of really exciting pieces of aerospace and defense news. The first is that BA system has launched its versatile new Storm EW modules. And these really provide customized state-of-the-art offensive and defensive EW mission systems for combat platforms for both US and allied fleets. What's really notable about these modules is they have a common core hardware architecture with a software-defined overlay. And that really helps to accelerate the delivery of this capability to warfighters to provide situational awareness, survivability, and the electromagnetic capabilities that are really required for today's complex missions. The second piece of, of news on the aerospace and defense front is that Boeing has begun building its latest version of the wideband global SATCOM satellite system, the WGS-11. This leverages a lot of the latest commercial technology with advanced techniques to put out satellites in a much faster pace compared to what it would have done with similar clean sheet designs in the past. So what's notable about the technology is that it, it, it's an evolution in the phased array space where this system is capable of generating hundreds of electronically steered beams simultaneously. And what's really uh, notable about that is it provides more than twice the mission capability compared to the existing satellites in today's fleets. So very exciting news and fantastic developments as far as capability for uh, aerospace and defense systems. And uh, turning to events, Mobile World Congress wrapped up last week and we published a complete show summary online, which you can get to from our homepage. Just a quick summary, there were more than 60,000 attendees, and that was pretty good considering they usually get about 100 to 110,000. And some of the overall highlights that we saw were the FCC announced that they will auction off the 2.5 gigahertz mid-band starting in July. China Mobile said that they plan to deploy 1 million 5G base stations by the end of this year. And Vodafone said that the fragmentation of the European 5G market is really causing the reason to fall behind and they really need to invest more and get better organized. So what are uh, Integra's next big event coming up and what things do you have releasing over the coming months? So Pat, for Integra, we're really excited to be back in person and attending several events this year. Uh, the first of which will be the radar conference coming up uh, this month in New York. Uh, also looking very forward to being in person for uh, IMS this year and for European Microwave. Uh, Integra is going to be demonstrating our, our world record setting 100 volt RF GAN on SICK, introducing a new 4.5 kilowatt single package transistor for IFF applications, and continuing to help redefine architectures and what's possible utilizing our 100 volt GAN. So we're very excited to, uh, to see everybody and look forward to, uh, to meeting everybody in person again after a, a very long drought through the COVID period. Yeah, that's a very impressive technology. So I look forward to seeing some of those demos at the shows. Well, that wraps up this episode. Our sponsors are RFMW, a premier pure play technical distributor of RF and microwave products, and also Anoki Wave, 
a fabulous semiconductor company providing highly integrated millimeter wave silicon ICs to enable large-scale commercialization of phased array active antennas for 5G, SATCOM, and aerospace and defense. Remember that anyone in the industry can subscribe to Microwave Journal. Just go to microwavejournal.com slash subscribe. Thanks for watching and see you next time on Frequency Matters.